So the self um, is built of layers. So it's built of different ideas which have become sucked into the body and held as an energetic contraction inside the body, feeling like that's who you are. And it has so many layers to it. And basically, the illusory self is always in a, um, a state of seeking to be something and seeking for pleasure. And to be something is pleasurable to that person. To be a somebody is pleasure. So it's always seeking for a permanent sense of self. And it's always looking to tell itself a story of what it is, who you are, and what world it's in, and what it's in relationship to. And this is very important. And this is happening all the time. And it's always changing who you think you are, but it will tend to have patterns. So in every interaction, the person will be trying to present its sense of self. And as it presents it successfully, it will feel a lot of pleasure. So if it's trying to be a nice person, it will subtly tell stories about how it's nice and the nice things it's done. It will try to guide the conversation in that direction. And it might tell stories of what other people have done that are bad um, in order to highlight its niceness. And it won't be realistically looking at what the body's done. It will be living in a story of what it feels like it's done or what it wants to be. And it will forget other information. It will just focus in on the information that confirms itself. And then it will succeed then it will seek to fulfill that idea that it has. So it will do things if it wants to be a nice person. It might do things, give to charities, um, do lots of nice things, like become a saint or help children, whatever it is. So it's always looking to be somebody in time. If it's a hard worker, then it will always be trying to work if it's getting the jobs down, what, done, whatever it is, it will constantly be trying to validate itself in the world around it. A good mother, good father, loving husband. And when it doesn't fulfill that, it suffers. So when it fulfills it, it's very pleasurable and it feels satisfying. But when it doesn't fulfill it, which will be half the time, you'd say logically, um, it suffers. So when it doesn't manage to be a nice husband or wife and the partner thinks that you've been an ass, it will suffer. And it will keep trying to prove itself, prove who it is. Who you think you are is a secret. Who you think you are is not who you are. That illusory person isn't who you are. It's a seeker. It's always seeking to maintain an image in time and try to get to pleasure and avoid pain. And that's all it's interested in. It's not a good person. It's not a bad person. It's not um, a right person or a wrong person. It's only interesting in seeking. That's all. To who you think you are 
is only interested in itself. It has nothing to do with compassion or non-compassion. Compassion is this instant. So everything you do as a seeker is about yourself, fulfilling your seeking. Whatever story you tell yourself, how you want to be a nice person or how you want to be a victim or a bad person, it's only about fulfilling yourself. Even in a negatively way, negative way, because if you have a negative self-image, then that's what it will try to maintain. After years and years of this game, suffering be- becomes very strong in the body because it's an absolute illusion, the separate self. And the seeker can never work. The seeker can never win. It's always set up to lose because there is no person there. So you can't maintain yourself. You can't maintain a fixed world. But when I say all this, I'm not saying live in a new story of that because the seeker hears it and then leaves these talks with it and thinks that what I'm saying is something it adds on to itself. That's mine. That's the way I see things. But if you live through the concepts that I'm talking about and you live through those ideas and you try to become those ideas, you will suffer more, most probably. This is actually a process of unpicking the illusion and becoming more and more real. And seemingly in time, while that happens, the human goes through a process of not lying to itself anymore. While it lies to itself, the illusory self carries on. So it stops lying to itself. So if you're sitting in a restaurant and it's not the restaurant you want to go to but um, you want to be nice and spiritual about it, go, oh no, it's wonderful, it's perfect, that's exactly why I should be here because this is... That isn't spirituality, that's just a new story of yourself. You've got to be totally honest. I bloody hate this restaurant, I hate fucking hate this restaurant, I don't want to be here. Not try and fault, um, not try and be something else than what you are. Just be honest to what's arising. Just letting it out. You don't have to say it, but just not being in denial of what's actually being experienced. It's the denial that keeps the illusion going. And eventually these ideas and that negative way of thinking and that self-centered way of thinking will begin to dissipate. But the only way it dissipates is by not living a lie anymore. So please don't use non-duality or spirituality to become a new ego. To try to not be somebody will be immense suffering. The way out of the person is in a way to be fully the person, to no longer deny what that person is. For seeing it what it is what it is and that can be painful because you want to be the nice person and sometimes grisly stuff comes up dark ideas come up but that's what happens when you've lived your life repressing half of it and only trying to hang on to the light only the good things it's never going to work 
And so now the shadow of that person has to come up. And you won't always feel like that. There will be times where you feel darkness coming up and then times when you don't feel darkness coming up. But this isn't about taking home what I say. I say what I say to unpick the ideas that are there already, not to give you something, because you don't exist. This is beingness, this is boundlessness experiencing itself now. That's n this isn't somebody, this isn't a limitation experiencing itself. That's never been the truth. So um, Sebastian Earthwalker says, Hi Lisa, does it make so-called awakening more likely if there are certain things practiced like being intimate with feelings or being aware? It just doesn't work like that, Sebastian. You're wanting to negotiate with awakening. You're saying, if I do these things, will I get there? If I invest my energy then, will I get to this place? Just forget about the destination. This is about remembering what's actually happening. You don't even know what liberation is, but yet your mind now is fixated on this idea of liberation. What is liberation, Sebastian? Now, how am I going to get there, Mr. Holmes? There's lots of teachers out there that will tell you very directly how to get there, but this is just a new con I suggest to people when speaking to them live to feel their feelings, but it's a really live thing, you know, and then if they're not, then uh, sometimes I say don't do that. But, but see how your mind is ho hooking onto that. What your mind should hook on to is an exploration of what's happening now. Now. This is what's always been here. And the person's always been like, yes, but what about... In two years' time, will I be enlightened from what I do now? That's never going to work. Who are you trying to bargain with? Your freedom is always in the instant. Always. But if I'm speaking with you and I, I experience somebody that's trying to use non-duality to deny emotions, then I'll point you into the body. Or if I, I can feel that you're not being honest, then I'll point you into the body. But you don't even know what that means, Sebastian. You say, I just want to be free from the apparent me. Do you? Come on. Where's the honesty, Sebastian? You don't know what that means. That's really ethereal. An existential. What do you really want, Sebastian? Right in this moment, go into your body. Feel everything that's going on and what do you want in this moment? What would you like? Really, honestly, truly. See if you can go deeper with any answer that you give. Well, he's not writing anything back, but I'm going to go on to suggest that maybe, Sebastian, what you want is just to... Oh, he's writing back. <laughs> there is just silence. Yeah, ultimately there is just silence. But often... What the person wants is just not to feel uncomfortable now. They just don't want to feel uncomfortable now. It's not actually interested in the future or the past. It just, it, when it feels uncomfortable, it doesn't want to. It wants to feel more comfortable. 
And if you really get down to it, you don't care about enlightenment. What you care about is not feeling uncomfortable now. And the reason that you care about making sure you're not uncomfortable in the future is only to relax you now. It's only about what's happening now. This is the only time you're interested in. You elaborate on stories in time in order to feel better now. Now. So, if it's this moment that you want to be better, obviously you've got to explore what's the actual discomfort in this moment. And just keep being honest to yourself. I don't like my life. I don't like my life. I don't like sitting here. I don't want to sit here. Don't, rather than put it in the positive of I want to become enlightenment because it's like that's already a lie. Look, look what's underneath. Look what the thought processes are underneath. Explore it. Be totally honest with yourself. And then you'll begin to see it changes. It's in the lies that the game carries on. So your lie, Sebastian, is I want to become enlightened. And how do I do that? Do I do it by feeling or practicing? Actually, now you're feeling confused, so you're looking for some clarification. So clarification isn't going to help. Just be honest, I feel confused. You know, often we put it in the positive because of grandeur, because it makes us feel better about ourselves, like we feel higher. I want to become awakened. That feels, that's so much more proud to say that than to say I feel uncomfortable now and I don't know how to not feel uncomfortable. That's so genuine and honest and beautiful. This shows real strength. To really go down into the heart of the matter. Such vulnerability. I want to become enlightened. It's like an arrogance. Always being genuine. If you guide me, there is nothing wrong with me now, with the now. But when I'm alone, the mind becomes so painful. But forget about that. This is what's important. See that you're thinking, when I'm alone, the mind becomes so painful um, because there's fear now. Forget about time. Time has been your distraction. This is the freedom. Go into the feeling in the body that's afraid of the future. The mind can't accept the freedom. Problems, problems, problems. Go into the body. So what? The mind can't accept the freedom. So the mind's going... It's okay. It's okay. I know I sound so harsh, but... The mind always comes with things to do, this and that, and avoids this and that. Yeah? So just sit. Let the mind go, it's okay, you're okay, your nature is the whole universe, and this is infinite, there's no hurry, just let the mind go crazy, it's okay, just let it say all it says, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is right, this is right, I want this, just let it be. I know, I know I sound so um, harsh. I was listening to, I think I told you this last time, I was listening to some women speakers recently. Um, just because there were so few women speakers when I 
or so few that I knew about and maybe I, because I was retracted to the no I message there was so few women speaking then and so I've been watching female speakers and they're so kind like all, like all the women speakers are so gentle they're like da 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 not all of them but the ones that I've been watching and um, speaking such a like um, sweet voice and when they say everything it's very kind and sweet and I'm so abrasive I'm like forget it I mind myself sometimes of the grumpy Yuji Krishnamurti, the one that's just like, shut up! Not uh, all the time grumpy. Like, I take it with humour, but I just find I get more and more to the point. And it just comes up with everything. It's always trying to get you in a story. Yes, but help me always trying and I don't mean to be mean because I know what it's like when you suffer and it's just so hardcore and you just want like a kind hand or a loving hand look just for part of the talk I'll give you a loving hug (laughs) there's my loving hug I do love you (laughs) I know but sometimes it's like rip the plaster off fast like and on the other side, there is a pain in the body that seems so scary. The mind is com- so convincing, may- making me follow the thoughts that seem urgent. Yeah. So just then, this is when I say go to the body, like rest your attention on that fear. It will pass. It's that fear which keeps the mind running, keeps the person running. And they kind of like, they go together because as soon as identification happens, there is the initial emotional reaction of fear because suddenly you're in relationship with this world and then there's also the initial emotional reaction of lack that you've lost wholeness, that you've been abandoned by God, that you've been abandoned by something free. So then those are the two strong emotions that arise and then the seeker sees that as a bad thing. It's not even conscious, but it tries to avoid those. So it's like it feels the abandonment and the loneliness and the fear so then it tries to find safety it's not that it's bad or wrong or thinks about it consciously the body just goes because it has these strong impulses but they're false impulses that that wasn't true it was an illusion that there was someone in here and then it spends its whole life trying to find safety trying to find the end of fear and in a way it perpetuates it by the perpetual running from it there was a lot of p p p p p there. It's okay. Underneath that fear and surrounding that fear is your essence, is the amnes. You are that amnes, which is totally free. You never needed to go out of yourself in order to find the freedom. But the fear covers the amnes and then the person runs like layers. And it runs in such weird stories, so it thinks that to get rid of that fear, it needs to be more powerful than its partner. And if it's more powerful than its partner, it won't feel vulnerable. So then it's always playing power games on its partner, whatever it is. So many bizarre things it does. And I mean, the human is a manipulator, it is a... No player, it's an animal, like Khaleesi's a player, so there's that natural tendency that's always going to be there that's manipulative and plays and tries to get the last piece of the cake. 
or tries to get somebody to help without paying whatever it is or tries to get more money but it's the, the, the suffering really comes when you see yourself as finding happiness in that game whereas that game just happens here it doesn't complete me in any way it's just a functioning that happens it's okay to type yes I'm just going to talk to Sasha in a minute but these people I just write this and yes what I want most is to feel no fear and anxiety it's weird I do seem to want my mask ripped off even if it's painful because I do seem to realize that it it's my mask and self-delusions that create so much fear and anxiety yeah yeah and so see that you want to not feel the fear and anxiety and then so the seeker to empower itself says I want enlightenment and it's not even aware of what it's doing I want enlightenment I want freedom and, and it puts it in the positive and then that gives a boost which is okay but I'm just trying to show the levels of that illusion there's nothing wrong with it but it will just stop running it will stop being trying to be somebody I even sense an utter terror underneath and when I sense the edge of that I have an image of a child weeping deeply, deeply unconsolably yeah it really is a world of suffering the human realm and most people are in that world of suffering but there's, they, they try to make their life work they, they, um, they live on the edge always trying and believing it's their responsibility to make their life work so they're p so pumped up in adrenaline that they're very unconscious about a lot of things but if you actually ask them to feel the sensations they're feeling a lot of people feel tight uncomfortable the number one drug prescribed when I was living in Australia, I don't know about the UK, so I can't say that, but in Australia, the number one drug over birth control pill um, was antidepressant. Why I called? I just, uh, uh, I saw you the last talk, uh, I watched it afterwards in Friday. Uh, you were speaking to Manuela, and uh, <laughs> it was also nice to see her. Uh, yeah. I feel like we are a small family. Uh, people that were on the retreat and uh, yeah. also I'm in contact with Vladimir and uh, Christina and oh, nice. uh, yeah, there is a ni nice good. connection bet between us yes we are in Slovenia also mm. and there were some weird things happening also after the retreat uh, because uh, I came to this retreat with some expectations and <laughs> Also, I had some concepts. I thought uh, that I am enlightened, or in something like that. And uh, in the end, I didn't quite uh, get from this uh, retreat what I expected, and so uh, there was this huge disappointment, and I I felt totally down. And uh, so I think in, in it it lasted for a few days. So so I think that through this uh, suffering, uh, my ego collapsed uh, completely so then I would just wake up in the middle of the night and I was crying all night and <laughs> wow. I couldn't I couldn't tell where my body is uh, finishing and when the r room starts it was just uh, one so uh, wow, and still now I think that my life now it's uh, this uh, it's more like a smooth uh, flow not uh, 
not so much struggle before it worked and everywhere it was so much struggling and uh, resistance but now it just uh, flows more uh, still many but uh, still many things are arising for, for example at work I notice uh, mm, with my senior workers uh, that I uh, uh, feel embarrassed uh, in front of them and uh, some workers that are not uh, like lower and then I feel more comfortable with them so uh, in this way it is obvious how this ego still uh, is functioning uh, yeah. it sounds like so there was a change that happened like a collapse but that's what it does is it collapses and then it builds bit, bits back up again yes um, I was tempted not to go working at all but then uh, just to stay in this uh, peace and oneness but then Somehow I felt it's good uh, if I now, uh, if this happened, now this oneness, that now it has to be tested somehow. So, uh, so it's to take this challenge of working again to see what happens. So, yeah. Uh, oh, nice. Yes, and um, <coughs> but uh, many things are still arising. So. That's but okay. uh, I, do, I, I don't take them so seriously. As you know, it just happens. If the fear comes, uh, I still have those panic attacks. But before, I was completely overwhelmed by them. But now, uh, if a panic attack comes, um, I just allow it to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. And and it takes. I mean, it's so strong the sense of separation. It's so strong. It does seem to, in the flow of things, take a period of time for that energy to really dissipate. Like it can, there can be these big awakenings, and then it builds itself back up again. It something happens, and then it comes back in. Uh, yes, because also before I had so many concepts. I was this very serious spiritual seeker for, I think, seven years. I had this friend. He was a, a Christian, and uh, he was like my mentor or something, like my teacher, and. Uh, so he advised me to abstain from this life, uh, from work, uh, from girls, uh, uh, alcohol, uh, having fun. So basically for many years I was living just like that, uh, yeah. meditating and praying. And uh, mm, then all, all these ideas collapsed uh, yeah. Yeah. that uh, I can reach somewhere. So I, I, I've... I've seen that it's just another trick uh, because maybe I didn't succeed in my uh, career uh, on in this uh, world in money and uh, so I was trying to now succeed in this uh, spiritual yeah. realm. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what it does. <laughs> in the end, I just want I would just want to be ordinary now. I just want to be like a child, uh, yeah. Yeah. just living uh, like my dog also. Yeah. Uh, not uh, without now this uh, ego between this uh, awareness and uh, the reality there is this filter of the ego which always comments on every, even now as I speak to you uh, you know yeah. am I uh, do I sound okay uh, what will people think about me and um, I mean it's, even even if it's okay if this arises so uh, so what are you feeling right now? Like right now, uh, yes, uh, still uh, I'm still a bit nervous about uh, this uh, speaking in front of you and in front of people. Mm. Where do you feel that? 
where my heart is racing a bit and uh, and uh, does it make you want to fill the silence yes uh, yes uh, actually I don't know uh, what uh, why, why I don't know why am I speaking at all you know and what what I'm trying to say so <laughs> Like there's nothing to say, and I'm trying to make a story of. Uh, well, but it's uh, it's been a long time since we've seen each other, so I just wanted to yeah, explain the, the 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 background yeah. of what ha was happening and yeah. uh, things and. Uh, no, it sounds really beautiful. What's happening, but also what you're try you're most probably trying to do. So I just had to plug my computer. Um, is um trying to find some form of connection because you know these yes. things happen, and then you kind of the person feels really remove from other people to, that speak about non-duality or other people that know non-duality so it just wants some form of connection from its other day in life yes, yes, but yes. the thing is, is ultimately you won't even find anything there I mean there'll be moments of niceness when you feel connection but it's always the amnes that's the freedom the aliveness that's the freedom that's it there's no, there's no more to the story than that you can try in every way you like and go and do anything, but you'll never find it out there. The, the only freedom is this presence of what's actually happening. All animals, nature, everything knows this, except the human lives in believing it's in time. And time is pleasure and pain, but pleasure comes and goes just as pain comes and goes. And with the attachment to pleasure, then, and the, the craving to find completion in pleasure, then you're always in heaven and hell. You have moment of pleasure and there's heaven and then the pain comes and you believe you're in hell. Why did God forsake me? Why am I in this pain? Yes, yes, but that, uh, this is the past. I, there was so much of this pain in, in the past and now now like this, uh, there is no more suffering and uh, I was like, I was depressed all the time before and didn't have any energy. Yeah. And now I just feel this, uh, like this flow of life is uh, carrying me and... Uh, Nice. And there is every day, and then there is so much, so many things that I want to do, and so for me, it's now it's a bit difficult to focus my attention wow. on. Uh, so um, wow, that's beautiful. It's really it was a, it was a huge change. Yeah, that's amazing. It was just it was uh, just uh, um, like uh, it didn't. It, yes, it was happening during the retreat, but then when I came home, it it was just uh, amazing. Wow. Yes, and, uh, so happy that you called in and said that I didn't realize that there'd been that because I remember on retreat you were experiencing a lot of pain oh uh, yes 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 but now uh, I mean even if pain comes uh, it's it's okay uh, then I say uh, to, to the life okay so bring some more pain so <laughs> I can handle I can handle all the pain yeah. from this universe and it's still okay you know yeah exactly um, yeah and also, also Vladimir and Christina, they helped me a lot. Uh, even during the retreat, uh, sometimes I spoke to them about some issues that they had, and they always. Uh, the Vladimir also has always. Uh, he likes cuts from my mind like this, and <laughs> oh, it's just a constant. Yes, and. Uh, yeah. mm. Oh, thanks for calling so, me. That that's really beautiful. It made me very happy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, even now, it's uh, it's always. But before, I had to remind myself. You know, I just had to. Uh, when it was flip flopping, then when it disappeared, it was so. I was so uh, in this uh, terror, and I wanted. I wanted to, it to just uh, 
to arise again and uh, yeah. but now it's just uh, sometimes I get myself in the flow of my mind I, I think about the future and uh, I met some girl so I, should I uh, invite her out and th- th- then I then it just uh, suddenly remind okay I'm thinking and now then I stop thinking and uh, and then I don't get into this film again of trying to reach for this uh, awareness but I just uh, let go of everything I just uh, I just, I, I remember Muji, he also once said, it's like, it's free to one drop, it's like completely uh, abandon all effort and it's just uh, then, uh, <laughs> then there is just this everything. Uh, the so, yes. Okay, it was yeah. nice to share, share, uh, yes. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me know that. So, thank you. Speak mm, to you soon. Bye-bye, see you. Oh, nice. Tatiana, Tatiana, hi Lisa. Would like to know if I can do in any moment, if all I can do in any moment is just be aware of appearances and silence without buying into story, especially when I experience suffering. I like your name, Tatiana. I think that's how you say it. Well, awareness naturally is. Like, that's, that's not you. Now the you that can that wants to put its attention in awareness isn't actually who you are. That's a functioning of the body. So the the person says, "Let me move my attention into my belly," um, and that's actually some there's something that's aware of that. And the reason why there's something aware of that is because that's known. The knower you cannot see. So that's the personal awareness that you're moving. And often in awakening. Teachers suggest putting the awareness in the big awareness or putting the awareness in the moment. And if you feel to do that, then do that. If you feel to become more aware of your dynamics, then do that. If not, if don't. Really, it's all ultimately happening by itself. And all impulses that arise in you um, are predetermined. Like they're already happened. Like they, it's not you that's doing it. They're a, they're a a flow of energy that's been happening for billions of years. Um, you could also say it's spontaneously arising now to contradict that. So ultimately, your movement of attention is the only way it can be and the only thing that can happen. But part of the functioning of the human is this this choice maker that feels like it can choose and feels like it can move the attention. And that's that's not even separation. The separation is then this added energy which claims and says that's a separate entity. The choice maker's got to always be there. There's always the appearance of choice. But that's all it is, is an appearance. So there's an appearance of someone that can put its attention on the suffering. And that I think when you've got strong emotional pains, putting your attention there or looking into them is a really beautiful thing to do. But no, also, that's appearing in knowing. That's appearing in the boundlessness. That's not actually an experiencer. That's not actually somebody. If I want to allow the pain, and this is Sebastian again, and accept it, this becomes compulsive too and creates tension. Everything I try to do becomes compulsive somehow. Every technique, every instruction, everything that is tried to be done seems becomes compulsive and therefore painful 
well ultimately the one that's doing isn't who you are there's a boundless freedom that's behind that that knows everything it's also in front of it it's everywhere life is knowing itself now it's non-located the knower so that's the actual freedom the movement into that but the reason that that person keeps going into stories is because it's trying to complete itself so your mind is obsessed with trying to find the perfect technique to get to somewhere and so just go to the bottom of that. So the mind is obsessed with getting the perfect technique to get to enlightenment, to avoid pain. So therefore put the attention on the source of that pain, which is the fear of life, the fear of being alive. And yeah, it's going to hurt, but just let it be there. Welcome everything in. Or are you one of those characters, Sebastian's, that always comes up with problems? Yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but... And so you, yes, but. I know it's painful because you're already suffering and then Lisa's not very compassionate and making fun. Um, but part of that is to snap it out, you know. Me being like, oh, don't worry, don't worry, or being compassionate. It's not really going to get in there to the grittiness. And sometimes in having interactions with me afterwards, it might hurt. But let that pain come up fully. It's doing its job. Could you say something about my presence is my absence and my absence is my presence and how that might happen? Thanks, Finny. I don't know about that saying. It sounds nice, though. <laughs> P.S. It's odd, but a question seems to come up in me when you're wearing the dog jumper. Ah. <laughs> I love my dog jumper. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah, um... But I don't know about what that saying means. I mean, I didn't say it. Maybe I did, but I can have a guess at what it means. But I don't really know. Hi, Lisa. I've always had trouble expressing myself verbally and emotionally in public. Especially among family. I don't have a problem expressing and feeling my emotions when I'm alone. My question is that when that should I strive for being able to fully express the emotions in front of family and in public as part of my journey towards enlightenment. Also, my family is pretty convinced I'm just selfish, cold human, questioning if I can even love someone, since I'm basically silent almost all the time around them and seemingly emotionless, but talking with people just feels very boring to me. I, I don't know, that's... um. It's hard to just read a question over Skype. So to just read that and then have an answer as to whether or not you should explore your emotions. My sense is that a lot of men or a lot of very heady people are very cut off from their emotions. And that might be why your family thinks you're cold. Um, if you're very cut off from your feelings. Maybe it is just around other people. Um... But you've got to remember everything that you think of the other people is your own imagination and part of your sense of self. So part of your sense of self is to project other people in order to be in relationship with. So these boring people are you. You're boring. That's the way it is. <laughs> but I don't mean you as a person, but you project it out there. And most probably the reason you find 
it boring it's because you're cut off you're not being yourself if you're being yourself then you wouldn't exactly just describe interaction with your family as boring as such it's lots of different things it's always changing but most likely you've got an assumed assumption the pattern that you're repeating with them so my suggestion when you're around them is to allow your attention to move to your feelings and most probably what you'll notice if you move to your feelings is that you're in a state of rejection of them so it's not all their fault it's a it's like a two-way thing you're saying no and they're most probably wanting to push something out of you so see how you have this surface story about they're boring or you just feel quiet or you can't say anything or whatever it is but but go into the feeling when you're actually around them and see if you can keep going deeper just keep surrendering to yourself to go deeper is that the deepest level so you're like yes they're just boring they don't interest me if they did but go deeper i don't want to be here i don't want to be talking to them go deeper i don't want to be talking to them because they ask too much of me they want too much of me go deeper i can't give them what they want i don't know how to give them what they want go deeper i don't know how to be lovable to them i don't know how to be lovable go deeper i'm not enough i'm not lovable you'll see it's all layers and once you get down to i'm not lovable that's the first emotional reaction that the separate self has as to lack and fear just keep surrendering to it the person wants to stay on the surface it wants to stay on their boring it's them there is no them whatever you see is all to do with you your illusion and then you keep playing the parts again and again and again that was for zolts zolt she's boring now lisa's boring hey lorry i'll just see if there's anyone else that wants to talk first lorry and then i'll come back to you if there's no one else It's so exciting. I shall see you in Spain soon, not much longer. Um, Kelisi will be here in Spain. Kelisi. Me and Kelisi went um we've been going for bike rides. I've just bought a nice bike and um been going for bike rides with um my friend who also likes bike riding. I just love doing things like that. My preference is to I like rather than just sitting and having coffee and talking and talking and talking although that's nice what i like is i like doing things with people i really enjoy that so we we for the last couple of weeks we've been going for these bike rides all around the hours uh, all around the um area it's so beautiful this area and the other day kelisi yesterday was amazing i think we were gone for 3 and 1/2 hours cycling half the time we were going uphill so we weren't so fast for Kelisi but then the other half we were going down so Kelisi was really running and she's amazing but for the rest of the day she was dead so was Lisa's butt and legs I want to take my bike to Spain Lori but I think it'll fit in my car hi Helanga there was another person oh, yeah like because 
when I was learning non-duality, I was so lucky. And like Ramesh, you just you could pay by donation. Like and um, I just so many pe- so many of the speakers are so generous to me. So I try to keep it quite low priced or have different varieties of price so everybody can join. Like that's part of the reason why I'm going to try going to India every year is because then people can come every day and there's it's by donation so anyone can everyone can. Oh, pay so what it's they not a, just a group of people. It's people coming in and out different. Yeah, you know. this in India, yeah, and then it means and they can pay by donation, so they can pay as little as much as they like, and then they can have it for a long period of time because sometimes it is just hearing it again and again and again and being in that energy. Hey, so. I know. That's exactly what's happened for yeah, me. Yeah. But there's still, like, the guy that you talked to uh, Wednesday, he's, I, it's the body thing, right? It's the body thing that's just not connected, I think. What do you I, mean? Like you said, I, I understand it here. Yeah. Clearly, and I seem to be helping others. They're reaching out to me left and right. I'm, I'm helping a lot of people. They, it's the love that I'm sharing, basically. That's all it is. And um, the, but the, I don't. There's something that's not, it's not <laughs> there. I guess I don't know. Yeah. There's a thought. Yeah. But it's like the not the whole non-dual reality of you not being there and this being a dream that's not lived or recognized yeah. I know I'm more in the moment yeah. definitely I'm not projecting or the thoughts still come about the future but they're not dragging me down with it yeah. I don't get body sweats and fear of the future anymore but this the whole non-dual thing about this not being real I, that's not being lived yeah. I haven't seen that yeah. You know your opening in Bali, yeah. Where I saw her and she was beautiful. I've had none of that. Yeah, and that happens when it happens. Like, uh, it's it, often what happens first of all is the person becomes really relaxed, or the person really begins to understand itself, and then these openings happen. But I wouldn't even think about it too much because otherwise it just becomes a new thing. Well, that okay. Exists out there. So the only time I think about it is when I listen to a non-dual. Video. <laughs> it's true. I, other than that, I don't think about it. It brings me right back every time I listen to you talk or somebody calling in saying that they're okay. So that's the mind comparing, yeah, and yeah. saying you don't get it, and they do. <laughs> yeah, and so and so just go into that energy because that's all it is. It's like so when you're so when that happens when you're listening to me or when somebody calls in, go into what you actually feel and see. And try to see what stories want to be told about Laurie being there or not being there. Just examine it and, and, and see it, everything, everything as an opening. Like everything is guiding you home. So it's like when you react, that's the thing that's saying, okay, there's still something that's illusory here. And it's not, it's not, that, it's not really about that you've got to see it or you've got to have the non-dual realization. It's just seeing what's not true in this moment. So what's not true is that there's somebody in your body that's a lorry sitting there that hasn't got it and there's somebody out here that has got it. This is based on comparison and, and thoughts and this isn't true. 
and and the more that the not true is exposed the more that it's seen as it is which is simply this happening and this isn't um somebody's an ex- experience this isn't a located experience this is everything experiencing itself but don't look for that because if you look for that you'll suffer it's like you trying to look for it yeah. just see when the alarm bells go off as to what the body sees is not true you know when that energy comes up of huh what are they talking about or and everybody has so many different experiences somebody was telling me the other day about one of their experiences and i've never had an experience like that they were talking about seeing it as hologram and light it was like in front of them and i was like wow that sounds amazing <laughs> yeah some of the experiences are like uh, how why did yeah i guess it's all to show you what's real and what's That's not. That's exactly it. Every time you suffer or that suffering energy comes, it's just saying there is an illusion here. There is a false thought. There is a, there's something out of line with reality. And, so, and that's what it is. It's like, in, it's like a Tibetan bell. Like, so when that right. energy comes, it's like, you know, the bells that like guiding well, you home. Byron Katie taught us is it's your temple bell. The minute your stomach clenches or you yeah. feel that action in your body, that's your temple bell yeah. to look yeah, to stop and it took look. me a long time to realize that because now I always wanted it to stay in the top surf story. And it took a, um, a good friend of mine pointing out many times. Sorry, I have to keep kicking the computer, but Elango keeps calling and every time he calls, it covers your face. <laughs> Suddenly I'm talking to Elango. I keep doing anything. I mean, I saw you move your hand, but it didn't. I have to keep moving it. Every time he calls, I have to click to see you again. It's like, Elango! <laughs> <laughs> So, um, image. Yeah. and he goes it always is really funny because the way Skype works is it always puts it directly on top of the person that's speaking when it calls it's quite, so wherever I put your face because I've got your face in a little box it still pops up there <laughs> um, okay so what was I saying I forgot what I was talking about oh my god you are so me I do the <laughs> same thing everybody says I'm getting Alzheimer's <laughs> But there was something we were just, I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> and you think I'm going to pull it back. Oh, yeah, no, no, I've got it, I've got it. So, <laughs> I got it. So, um, I was saying it took me years. I had a friend that used to point out to me. So, we used to go walking every day. And, um, and what would happen was he would say something that would annoy me. And my stomach would clench. But I wasn't conscious of that. It didn't... It, even though it happened and knowingness knew it, the Lisa character wasn't conscious of it. So then the Lisa character would say, pretend to not be annoyed by him. So she would pretend to be fine with it, but she wasn't even conscious she was doing this. She would just be on the surface. It would be like, he'd say something and I'd be like, and then I'd be like, it's fine. It's fine. Wow. That's so amazing what you're saying. And he was quite aware. So he would say, no, it's not you. I've pissed you off now. And I'd be like, no, no. And I remember like, at first, when he used to point it out, I would really try and fight it. It was like the mind wanted to stay in the nice story on the surface. No, you haven't upset me. And then, and then eventually, after a few times of him insisting that I was annoyed, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking pissed off. You're a fucking ass, and I hate you. <laughs> what a blessing he was for you. Yeah. And it, it was like like I would attempt and it would day after day would go walking and and you know this was quite a repetitive pattern but like day after day of doing that it would be like I just stopped 
fighting it. And that's why I keep saying to people, just go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. Because eventually it comes down to, because underneath me thinking I was an asshole, it's like he said something that made me feel not enough. And so therefore then I went into, you're an asshole. Or he said something I was afraid of. And I'm like, you're an asshole. It's always the same things. And then we try to live in the top story of, no, no, I really love you. You're so beautiful. No, no, I love it. This is amazing. And it's so fake. And this is where we suffer. And so when the kick happens, it's like, ding, 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 ding. I have a, uh, a man in my life on Facebook. And he, for some reason, he is able, whenever he says something, like he said something about my good friends. I have a, some friends that are overweight compared to me. I am not, I'm, I'm usually, I'm smaller than a lot of people in the United States. And it doesn't friggin' matter. And he called them porkers to my face on the phone and I oh that killed me and I just said to him oh boy you are challenging <laughs> me right now and I got to figure out that he's not defining them I, and I my it was my judgment of him judging them yeah that was yeah that was huge for me yeah to get through that yeah and you know, but then, then what's really amazing is when you go past that, so when you see that every kick in your stomach is your projection and your suffering, then that can fall away and then he calls your friends a porker and you can be like, F off, you bastard, and calling them a porker. <laughs> Look at you, your tummy no, hanging over. So then you can call it that, but you call it without the kick because it's, it's not that then you become like really passive and allow like people being asses but it's like you, it can't it happens without you being like like that kick that you know what it, like somebody's mortally offended you yeah and and then you try to like like um feel that or you try to help that so then you can reply to him in an innocent way like and that innocent way might be feisty like might be like oh come on you can like whatever well, it is you know what I said to him I said, the reason you would judge them as porkers is because you're judging yourself as one. <laughs> yeah. And then he admitted, yeah, I am 20 pounds overweight ever since I moved here. And, ah. yeah. and then, and, and that's exactly it. Like it's, and then it doesn't give that energy. Like you're not attacking them to put them down. You're just, you're just replying to them as like a, like in an innocent way. And then that changes the energy of everything. But when it offends you and you take it personally, then you want to hurt them and you want to put them down and make yourself feel better. It's like your own game. Yeah. It's, it's so funny the way the self works. It's just layers and layers of deception. It's all and about being honest. And it all goes back to that bottom line yeah. defense of not being worthy. Yeah, always. It always comes back to that. It's always yeah. defending because it doesn't believe it's worthy. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. And, and then also to be afraid as well, but they're kind of similar, the fear yeah. of not being worthy. Really fear similar. of not being worthy, exactly, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's exciting, and now you're going to have 14 days of being hammered with this. <laughs> My I'm relentless. He says that you're going to come back as a monk. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea. And is, Peter, is Peter enjoying not working? Or does he still feel nervous about it? Mm, still, yeah. still nervous. Yeah. 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 It's understandable after working well, for a company so, so long. Yeah. yeah. So long and I can also feel that, imagine that he feels betrayed as well 
definitely. But somebody brought it to my attention that it wasn't, I mean, betrayed by the higher-ups that yeah. didn't, that he, but the the customers and the workers, the work, the guys that worked for him, you know, he give he worked at a Volvo dealership. He gave the guys the work. They all they are coming out. They're telling him they miss him. They they were devastated when he left. Devastated. Yeah. It was so obvious. Yeah. I mean, he went around shaking all their hands and he was fighting back tears. And they were all like, "What the?" So those are the people that make the company, not the higher yeah. up. Yeah. So that just changed everything, really. Well, so. It's going, the identity was wrapped up in being a provider for me, being, you know, he's, the thoughts are we're going to be homeless, we're going to be on the streets. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm still going to Spain. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's yeah. all hitting the fan right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's great, it, juicy stuff. It is. Real juicy stuff. Yeah. Real juicy. I mean, you, you, I just keep saying you can't make this shit up. You can't make it up. It's just what the frick. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfection. I see the perfection in it. Yeah. yeah. I really do. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Oh, nice to see you, Laurie. And maybe I'll next time I speak you. with you, we'll be in um, Spain more than likely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Bye. Bye. This is my opportunity in the last 53 years since I was born to ask the universe as to why am I here? It's mysterious. Who else to ask? I mean, my parents can't tell me. My teachers can't tell me. Those I uh, dabble in spirituality can't tell me. Right? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the entity I'm just talking to is the only possible uh, source from which I can get this answer. But when I spoke to you, yeah, when I spoke to you about in 2014, I was Skyping and uh, you just put me down saying the whys and the hows can't be answered. But the lease of 2015 and 2016, there has been a sort of a shift where like you have, uh, from my point of view, diluted the non-duality in the sense you have now come down to, what do you say, uh, therapy sort of? and you're answering common questions. <laughs> so my question, my question is now, <laughs> common why is this common questions in the sense, I mean, there was a time where you were like, I mean, you, the non-duality part was, this is it, baby. Yeah. Nobody could talk anything to you. This is now there appears baby? to be a, yeah, now there appears to be a slight shift where, you know, like, uh, we can ask you more questions. Yeah. And uh, I was ask, actually asking you a couple of uh, weeks ago, I mean, why is there a disparity? And you said uh, very rightly, this is what's happening now. Yeah. So in that flow of things, and now I am just re-asking this question as to, why am I put into this universe? The reason that you're put in this universe is an instrument for life to see itself through. Life is wanting to experience itself. Beingness, nothing, is wanting to experience itself. So this is a way of it being able to experience I mean, that's not a very digestible answer. Yeah, it becomes really apparent yeah. as you begin to see this vast stillness which is looking through these eyes and looking through these bodies at a world that isn't separate from 
the world and isn't separate from anything it sees, there is an absolute stillness experiencing itself and it can't think, it can't feel, so it has to produce everything in order to experience itself. Otherwise, it yeah, wouldn't be able to know anything. But then we say this infinity, this God principle is three things, omnipotent, omnipresent and omniscient. It, it is very, it's powerful, it's infinite and then it comes into this body and becomes so weak. Where even for small things it starts fearing everything. Why is this this dichotomy? Is this the way the nat nature works? Sorry, Khaleesi's getting freaked out by the flies. He's so funny. <laughs> She's going to jump on me in a minute because the fly keeps coming towards me. Yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, this God principle is so infinite and powerful and you say it's coming into this body to experience itself. Is it playing with itself like a video game? Um, it's, it's using this in order to experience itself. So, um, Why can't it be? It can't experience itself in rest. It has to create in order to experience itself. And so it's now having a human experience. It's now silently looking through the eyes of Elango, because God, um, beingness, it doesn't have the ability to think or see or understand, so it creates all of these things in its painting. You mean to say the creator cannot think, doesn't have intelligence? It's supposed to be the most intelligent thing in this universe. Intelligence is in this world, it is, it's the most creative, powerful force there is. The intelligence is something that exists in this world, so you can't describe the creator as that. It's a quality of the creator in the dream, but it's not actually able to describe that which creates. That which describes is eternity, it's vastness, it's nothing found in this world. It can't experience itself unless it creates. Is there an answer to the why then? The same answer. Yeah, why is it doing this? The reason that you ask why is not is not actually because you want to know an answer, it's because you've moved out of yourself as that stillness. When you're in that stillness, the why is irrelevant. Correct. Yeah. Because when you've no, moved I out of that stillness, you've become a subject in relationship to an object, and that becomes scary. And so yeah. therefore you seek to, to um, not feel scared in the subject-object world, and it never works. I think you are on the target, yes. So, how do we get back into the stillness? The stillness beyond is, the subject is what's always here. And it's a happening, Elango, by listening to these talks, by this, uh, by this um, uh, like exploration of non-duality. Like the stillness is there. Like what looks out of Elango's eyes, what hears, what feels, is the stillness. It's not separate from that it sees, or that it hears, or that it touches. But it seems that way. The stillness, God, is there, ever-present. It never moved. Presence never moved. So actually, as you have been telling so many times, reiterating this fact that it's actually God speaking to each other now. Yeah. The looking and the looking at are the same thing. And it's absolutely still and not in movement. Yeah, but that stillness in me and the subject-object in me is there, correct? This, it's not actually in you, the stillness. You are in the stillness. Okay, I am in the stillness. This personality is in the stillness. Yeah. The stillness created everything. Yeah. And through this personality, the stillness is asking this question which it, for the answer which it knows. Yeah. Correct. It doesn't know Why it, is it intellectually. 
Oh, it, it knows it energetically. No, it doesn't think, it doesn't have any quality, so it doesn't reject Lango going into the dream and believing that he's something in the dream, because it doesn't reject that. Just imagine that the, um, the board of a projector, that a film's projected on it, it doesn't matter anything, the char it doesn't mind anything the characters do, it doesn't reject anything the characters do. It created the characters. It creates the characters, it, but it, it can't suffer. It creates suffer. Romeo. Stillness can't it creates, suffer. Mm -hmm. okay, can we say that, you know, yeah. Can we say that you know, it's, it's like you know it's like a movie, it's yeah. a Hollywood movie. Yeah. It is the uh, script screenplay writer, it's the director, yeah. and it's created these fictional, it's created these characters, and it makes these characters ask this question. Yeah. It it creates a character called Ilango, then it creates another character called Lisa, yeah. who appears in the role of teacher, and Ilango from India strikes a question. It's all part of the play. Yeah. Why is it doing that? That's what I'm asking. Well, um, in planet, in planet Earth. But the thing is, is in the, the reason that you're asking why it does that is because you want to be able to get out of it and think of a way to get out of it. But correct. But the thing is, is it's so complicated because think of everything else that it's created in order for this to be created. It's like one thing to another to another. So it's like an infinite effect of things that you can't really say why is it doing it. But the important part for Elango is to see how he uses these concepts to try to avoid what's actually happening and there has to be a genuineness with what's actually happening so when there's a fear coming up seeing that there's a wanting to find solution in a story there's wanting to understand something there's wanting to not be confused and keep repetitively seeing that's the functioning of the person it feels agitation even though it might be excited because the agitation might be an excitement like oh I'm excited to think about this but underneath there's an agitation of fear and then it creates excitement of I'm just about to get the answer or she knows the answer or this person knows the answer and it creates grand stories about getting enlightened and then it's more pleasurable so then it's like picked into more pleasure but underneath that the reason that it wants to not be confused is because of fear and there's no way out of confusion in more knowledge but that's, the, but that's Lisa yeah. who just now said that it is very complicated know the answer to what to the question I'm asking as to why this creator is why uh, this is what I wanted to ask see in Hollywood there is a movie there is a screenplay writer there is a director and the director has created a movie and then the movie is watched but the, is, but but, but in the movie in the movie the characters can't can't ask questions in the sense like within the movie I mean there is no consciousness in that character it's a celluloid creature Whereas we are, you know, more than that and we ask the questions and this is being done by the creator. Every word I speak and every response that you make has already been written. Not in the past like, but it's happening. And we are robots playing out the part. Is this that we are in a movie in three dimension or four dimension space time? Yeah. Whereas a Hollywood movie is in two dimension on a screen. Yeah. This is like a movie. We are in a movie. And we believe that we are an object in the movie and that's why we suffer. But the reason that life's done it is become aware of done this to become aware of itself by falling asleep and believing it's an object in the dream. It then wakes back up to the dream. Why is it doing it? It's playing with itself, is it? Because in Hindu mythology, that's what they say. Ultimately, it's a leela. It's a yeah. play. Well, it's not the that it's playing it's itself. It's just that that's the like if humanity completely wakes up 
then that, that means that life has now become self-aware of itself as beingness, not as an individual human. So it's created a human that's aware of the body and then it's like life becomes self-aware in a way. The ultimate, God becomes self-aware. It creates a way in order to are you know itself. Are you telling me that you know, God is so dumb not to know itself and wants to create a human being to know itself? It's not that it's dumb or not dumb. That exists in this world. It's not either. Then what is it? You, it's nothing found in this world. It's nothing describable. It's the stillness that's knowing. It's a knowing energy. It's way beyond our ability to think about it. We can't think about it. It just is there. Huh. The normal human being cannot think about it. But yeah. those who are enlightened, those whose, uh, uh, whose uh, separation from this unity has happened like you, would be the closest that we can go to that dimension where, you know, it's like through you we are getting a glimpse of the infinite. Because what's happening in you is 100% clarity. The mind is not coming and creating this uh, illusion of separateness. Separateness in you has gone. The closest that we can get to knowing that mystery is through you. Because you are it, you are experiencing the force without illusion, yeah, but that's without the sense of separation. That's a lot of stories. You're not going to find yourself in stories. You're going to find yourself in this moment, that which knows those stories which are appearing. Meaning? Well, that which is that knows those stories that appear about Lisa and not illusion and I forget what you say. That knowing is the freedom, that beingness which you could say is behind, but ultimately it's not located, it's not behind. But you could say that the beingness that knows that, that that thought appears, is the freedom, nothing which appears in the dream, so no thought which moves in the dream. So whether you say that this or that or that, whatever story you retell, is just a story. The freedom is prior to that. So what is the message as a teacher you are giving to those who are following you? The last 35 know. years, the last 10 years, before Bali and after Bali, you were seeking. I mean, we have spoken many times about this. You were seeking, you went to Ramesh, many teachers. And uh, was there something which you can tell us? About? about Reaching a state that you, are, you have reached, where the sense of separateness falls, where the personality is sort of gone. The suffering ends. And that's it. Ultimately, this body entity wants infinite pleasure. And short of that, the second thing it wants is end of suffering. So I would opt for end of suffering. That's what this body wants. That's why it's asking yeah. all these yeah. questions about enlightenment. And just keep being honest and genuine with the actual experience. Yeah. And it's not ultimately you that does that, but the deconstruction allows it to just be more and more genuine to what's actually happening. Keep exploring what's underneath what you think. Is that actually true? Is there any way to corrupt this uh, individual file that every one of us have? I am so and so, the collapse of the I. It happens. Apart from it happens. It cannot be made to happen. There's not someone there that could individually make it happen. It's life just happening. But life is making this happen. Yeah. 
but we can't and understand well, life. It seems to work through a process which is logical, but it's just not a valid road of thinking to go down there and try to understand it. Just let it but, unfold. Correct. But a lot of uh, people in spirituality, there have been a lot of instances where for, uh, spiritual teachers or the gurus have, you know, for example, Zen stories, or even recently, like Papaji, Gangaji, you know, they meet a guru and, you know, snap. The magic happens. What's your comment on that? Where now, as of now, there have been so many people, uh, spiritual teachers who have met their gurus, and then the magic happens. What's, what's your opinion on that? Um, what do you that say can there? Happen, yeah. That can also happen. Yeah. Has anybody who has met you, has it happened? Like, for example, Rama? I don't pay attention to that. Like I don't pay attention. Even if somebody told me it had happened while they met me, I'd be like, they might be lying. Like I just, I, I just don't pay, give it attention. So people tell me all types of stories. You never know what somebody's agenda is. Just come and go, come and go. So you're telling that uh, uh, be uh, honest with your uh, whatever's coming up. Yeah. But that being honest with whatever coming up is also destined, right? Yes. There is no free will. No, it's a happening. But the way that it can happen is that by I tell you that you've got a fly on your head, then suddenly you become aware of the fly and remove the fly. It happens. But it's nobody doing it. This Just is another like question I want. The rain. Yeah, this is another. Yeah. Just like the rain falls and then the water, the, the trees and the plants are fed. How do you, how do you uh, sort of uh, come to uh, agreement with these two different facts that one side there is no free will and the second side you say there is a fly on my head and I, you know, tap it. Yeah. There appears to be a cause effect in the space-time world in physics. Yeah. Yeah. In space and time, there is a cause and an effect. Yeah. Uh, which appears, to, for example, if you, uh, if you plant a mango seed, the mango tree grows. Yeah. Coconut tree doesn't grow. Yeah. There is a cause and effect which we see. Yeah. But then... Uh, we see there is no free will. Mm -hmm. Everything happens by itself. How do you reconcile with these two contrasting facts? They're, they're totally opposite. Yeah. I just there is no free functioning. will. It's like just as like I train Khaleesi and she has the ability to choose between two different things like chicken or if I offer a duck. She, has the, she looks and she smells both and she has the ability to choose and the brain updates. It's just, it's like a interactive robot. I can also speak to Siri on my phone. Watch. I can also Who's speak Siri? to Siri is on, on my phone. He's like a, a um, I don't know what he is. He's like a OS, I think. Hey, Siri. I'm not sure I understand. Oh, so hang on, I can say. You're having an iPhone? What are you, Siri? Oh, I have to hold him down. What are you, Siri? I'm Siri, but I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> so it looks like this. Do you choose, Siri? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I can't answer that. <laughs> Do you have free will, Siri? This is about you, not me. <laughs> Can you pull up a website on dogs for me? Here's what I found on the website. Can you put up a website on dogs for me? 
You see? So he can do things on command, but it's a robot, just like us. So if I tell Are we him, robots? Yeah. So Are we robots? I, yes. The body-mind is a robot. Like, so if I say to you, um, but we're, they haven't quite done it with computers yet, but they're going to do it where a computer can evolve. So if you tell the computer you got that wrong, Siri, actually you should do it like this. It can evolve and change, and that's what we can do. We can evolve and adapt and change. It's amazing what life has created. It's really amazing, these instruments. But we're going through a very dark period as humans because we've changed so much in the last hundred years, which is very painful to us. And then also we're going through a collective awakening. And it's very hard to, it's not very hard to awaken, but it's very painful awakening. So, I mean, like, the suffering point which humans are getting to is really, really dark because, because we've, what's happened is our thinking is going very fast. We're constantly being stimulated. Stim stimulation all the time and even though we've got lots of things and we're a lot safer than we've ever been we're totally focused on the individual and it's making us very very dark as individuals this increase in depression um, most people that you meet aren't very happy but they're trying to be happy um, and so it's going to get worse and there has to be a mass shift in consciousness but it will happen. It's, it's, it's life's way of being aware in the dream. Just prior to your Bali experience, you said, I mean, there was a shift where a lot of sort of uh, dramatic things happened. You just yeah. cut off from the entire world. Yeah. Well, like, there's no contact with anything. I mean, is there any lesson that we can learn from that? Like you, I remember you telling somewhere or writing somewhere. Even your parents never knew where we, where you were, and you had very little money. And yeah. is there a lesson that we can sort of imbibe? Um, maybe just the courageousness that it takes to constantly step out of um, our Salute. cages. <laughs> just to, like stepping out of our cages and not doing the travel, the path that everybody else travels. Like traveling the own path, like of that body-mind mechanism. We want to often find a guru, we want to often find a way because that makes us feel safer and to really keep challenging what the illusion is, not to just keep following pleasure and avoiding pain. So courage was that word? Yeah, so that's what came up now. <laughs> was there anything else apart from that? Not, not, not traveling the path anybody has traveled to just get the, the courage to... Just the determination to see through the illusion. Like not being defeated by the victim. Illusion of? Of the self. Even if the victimhood came up, there was a constant conviction that that wasn't who I was. And you know, tattoo on your body, like... No, I shouldn't say that. Everyone's going to sue me after they get a tattoo. But this is... What you think isn't the reality, like you know, like or write it, you know, on your hand every day, like it's just not true, and we get lost for hours into our illusions. Now, prior to Bali and after Bali, prior to Bali, you were Lisa Keynes. Yeah. After Bali, who are you? You're not just, Lisa Keynes. Just what's happening. Wow. This moment. Yeah. What's happening? Not this body. Not this name. No. But the body still, this body still, um, I like to say this again and again because I don't want anyone to think I'm perfect, but this body still gets trapped in karma sometimes. 
So this body still does its old pattern sometimes of being someone. So it's, it gets, it's not that it gets pulled into a story as such, there's not someone that gets pulled into a story, but it goes into, it can go into that old typical reaction. Um, but it's not belonging to anyone. And I think this can take years or maybe lifetime for the body to adjust because it's such a huge shift. So sometimes somebody behaves a certain way and the, the old typical Lisa way, and I don't know if that will ever go, will, will um, respond, but it doesn't belong to someone anymore. And so therefore it just goes through. And I get a sense over the years these things get less and less and less, like the body... The body um, let's go of that Lisa that was before more and more and more but I do don't worry uh, what's going to happen tomorrow the next week very little but sometimes you know worry can come especially um, more so about mundane things like Khaleesi I'm training Khaleesi at the moment to stay at the side of the road when a car passes us so she doesn't have to wear her leash because I like cycling in the back roads and you don't see a car for half an hour but then a car can come really fast so I'm trying to recondition her to always go to the side as soon as she hears the sound of the car but um, you know there's got to be the experimental time when I let her off the lead and I let her do that and recently she's been amazing every time she hears a car she's going to the side by herself but sometimes, you know, I hear the car and I'm like, fuck, where's Khaleesi? And then I'm running, you know, my body's quickly cycling to where she is. And one of my things that I'll do when, when the car comes really fast and she's off the lead is I'll just ride into the middle of the road so the car has to brake so she doesn't get flattened because she's quite small, they might not see her. So those, those sorts of things come. Um relationships? I don't really have very many relationships at the moment. Um... Take, do you have sadness, anxiety? Yeah, sadness common, can come. Common things that we have. Yeah, yeah. Sadness, all emotions can come. And but you said end of suffering. End of suffering, but you take sadness to be suffering, and that's not what suffering is. And I get the sense that over the years, as this has happened for longer and longer, that everything begins to balance out and the character begins to become more and more calm. But all types of emotions, I can get really like angry as well especially if I'm around a seeker for a long period of time I'm sorry but it can be really annoying being around somebody that's like constantly like um wanting something from you I don't know if you've ever been if you're in that situation very much like maybe a family member that wants a lot from you so every so often I um I engage a lot with a seeker and let them into my life and then it can be a bit annoying to be honest and I get grumpy. I'm like, oh, f off with your questions, because I just—it's like a—it's—it's it's like an energy of always wanting to talk about the same thing, and the energy of always um, wanting something from you, like always, like always looking at everything as a strategy, and their energy is never relaxed. And so, it also in their energy, it can be a bit annoying because we're all empathy characters. Then. Um, when you look at them, you're obviously you're going to feel what they're feeling in some form of a, a way. Some people have more empathy than others, but you're going to mirror back what they're feeling. Um, so, yeah, all types of different things. I sometimes think that when I when I spend too much time around somebody asking, 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 wanting freedom, 
that I become a little bit like the grumpy Yuji Krishnamurti of shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I, and I will, I'll literally, if I'm around someone for a long period, I'll walk into the room and I'll be like, I'm not answering anything now. Nothing, nothing, no talking. You can see they're like, oh, just one more question. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, shut up. <laughs> And, it's, and you can see like they're waiting, 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 waiting. <laughs> like Khaleesi. <laughs> yeah. Khaleesi's actually not like that. She's a really mellow dog. She, it's sometimes in the morning when she needs to go poo-poo pee-pee. She's like... <coughs> but I don't find that irritating. It's a different, totally different energy because she's not seeking. Even though she's like wanting to go pee-pee and poo-poo, she's not seeking to fulfill herself. You know, seeking to fulfill yourself is a total different way of being. It's such a different way of being. So, so I had a friend recently who always feels strangulated when he spends too much time with people, when they spend too much time with people. So they always feel this sense of like, oh, like it's not all, it's not all the time, but it's sort of, they always feel a little bit like there's a weight on their back. And then they express that when they spent time with me, they didn't feel that. And I was trying to explain to them that's the difference because I want nothing from them. They don't add to me at all. It doesn't make a difference if they're there or not. They can be pleasurable and I can enjoy them. But there's no energy to take from them. The seeker is always trying to take from someone or always trying to reject. So from people that it doesn't see as any benefit to itself, it rejects them. It's like disgusted by that that doesn't give anything to them. And then it sees someone that can give to them and it's like, <laughs> keep trying to take. And, and I just don't have that energy. But when somebody's around me constantly doing that, I can, I can be very fierce. Like, you know, it's two hours on Ustream, you see me, and you see that I can get grumpy sometimes, but I, I'm quite happy to, to do this. But I can't do this 24-7. Like, uh, I, I, I respect those teachers that live in communities. And, because constant, when you're seeking and when you're somebody... And this is why relationships never work, because you're always trying to fulfill yourself by the other person. And you, you can't do that. Happiness never comes from the external. This is why Khaleesi is such bliss, because neither of us are trying to fulfill each other from each other. One second. You're telling two things. One is seeking for fulfillment. Yeah. And the second is seeking in relationships. Now, the first question of seeking for fulfillment, but I am talking to you seeking... Earlier, prior to meeting you, my thought of enlightenment was like, you know, something like Osho. You know, he's in Hollywood robes and he's got yeah. 93 Rolls Royces and, you know, everything at the snap of a finger and probably angels are singing and there is Mozart. That's sort of, a, you know, an enlightenment like Raman Maharishi where, you know, the entire universe is under you. But after speaking with you, it's like sort of come down to the brass tacks of this is a human animal wanting infinite pleasure. Uh, in your book, you had asked a young man, what is it that you want? Infinite ecstasy, sexual ecstasy. And he, he backed out and said no. But I think every human being wants infinite ecstasy, short of which we want this end of suffering. Actually, so when you, I'm don't, asking you don't want infinite ecstasy. If you imagined, like, like what I asked him was, do you want to orgasm all the time? And he said, no, right. I, uh, just a couple of hours. We don't actually yeah. want infinite. That would be way too stressful for us. What right. we want is the end of su suffering, which is seeking. Yeah. Seeking right. is, the, is the problem. But you just told me that seeking means I want fulfillment from a teacher like you. A teacher or... What do you mean, what do you mean by that? Seeking. See, in spirituality, the seeking is only for spiritual, uh, you know, zeroing or yeah. cutting off the separation. So when I'm asking you the questions, am I 
expecting anything from you as a fulfillment to yeah. me. No. Yeah, energetically you are underneath. Fulfillment of what? Basically. Of this is question. No, basically what you want is wholeness. No, I want the suffering to end. Yeah. And so you're trying to get that off me now. But it's very mild. It's not like a really strong one. It can get worse. And when it gets really bad, when I spend a lot of time with a seeker from day to day, when it gets really bad, if I, if it goes through phases. So I'm, I've done, I'm becoming like a, an expert. So it goes through phases. So first of all, when people get to know me, what they'll do is they'll, they'll rave about me as the goddess. So first of all, I'll be the goddess or I'll be grandeur or I'll be the enlightened one and everything. And they'll want to do everything for me. Now, that's I've learned this is Lisa's karma's evering out. When people are wanting to do everything for you, this is not good for Lisa to agree to do it. So they'll try to do everything for you. So they'll want to carry everything for you. They'll want to buy you things. They'll, they'll do anything to be around you. And then a period of time will go along and after they've done things for you, then they'll begin to want a bit more. So they'll want more questions. So you give them more answers. And then the energy comes and they're still not getting enlightened. And then they get a bit more frustrated. And then my energy, as they get more frustrated, will push them away. Because I, the more that they're seeking, the more energy will push that away. It will be like, no. So the more that I go no to them, so it goes through phases. So they've first of all done everything for me. Da, 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 da. And then when they, they, um, they begin to uh, want more and they're not getting it, and then I feel that, I begin to say no, they will then go into hatred of Lisa. And then Lisa will be everything wrong. She will be this wrong, that wrong, and every projection will go on her. Now, dependent on that person, whether they can come down from that or not, that's really dependent on the person. Some people at that point walk away and they disappear. And then some people um, come back or some people can break and see that that's their projections. But at this point, it's very difficult because at this point, they think Lisa is the worst person that there ever is. And they they really dislike her and they because they haven't got what they want they have a full-on tantrum like a kid and whether they can be humble I've it that's real and come down from that and then see that is another thing that will then go on for a period of time and they'll go in and out of that and then over time they'll begin to see that that's their projections coming up when they don't get what they want if they can stay with it but through this time I can tell you as the speaker it's it can be irritating because you can imagine like one day they love you then the next day they hate you and they want to they they want they want to hurt you so they'll they'll do things to to try and get your attention all types of things to do your attention and then and this is what osho went through behind closed doors i mean if you look at osho's story this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. typical pattern and i know it so well and um and then and then normally the period of in and out will be a period um, that can be a long period, a short period of going deeply into their stories. And when they go deeply into their story, the guru or the teacher or whoever they see as the teacher or the parent figure will become the most hated. They will be the absolute devil and will we'll get all that darkness thrown. And at this point, you want to make sure that they're not helping you with any of your website or your... <laughs> this is over the years I've learned. You became a Navy SEAL. Yeah, suddenly your website's gone. Your, like, so oh my God, it, was that, uh, was that uh, what do you call that? Inside job. 
No, no, it wasn't actually. That was me actually. I, I destroyed that website by accident. I was trying to unlink it from something and I crashed it. But like, but I'm just saying, like, when the rage comes, it's like the darkest rage because they cannot get it fulfilled. They, they, and so first of all, they're like, yes, this is going to be it, and then they're like, oh, and it goes through, and you, and it's so many funny games. So it will start with. Oh, you just don't like me. You just don't like me. That's what the problem is. And it's like, and I'm like, I don't like you or not like you. It is as it is. That's you don't like me. And then, and it's like, I know it so well. And then, and then you'll start. It's, it's neither of those. It is as it is. This body can find you pleasurable, but it can also find you painful. You're, you're, you're deluded. You're in the absolute. You da 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 da. And then, eventually, does it happen like any other relationship? Huh? It happens like any other relationship. Yeah, um, I don't know if that is like any other relationship because... They just what you just now told me, you know, in any relationship you are seeking for a fulfillment, that's why every yeah, relationship yeah, fails. Yeah, fails, every relationship fails, but it's not like a romantic relationship, although it can have lots of romance in it, but it's not, it's not like um, in that level, but it's, yeah, it is in the way the guru has to fail the the most the nicest thing that you can do for the guru is when you no longer see the guru as a guru that's when it all collapses when you see the guru as a guru you'll love them and then hate them and then love them and then hate them and you'll be going through your own heaven and hell and then the the speaker is just it doesn't let it come on i get annoyed and i can get really fierce when that energy goes like like when it gets thrown at me I'll be really fierce back sometimes sometimes I'll just say it doesn't matter but um, uh, it's just it, it just isn't true and I'll always whenever anyone pukes on me I'm always happy to to speak with them again as long as they can acknowledge their illusion if they can't acknowledge their illusion then I won't speak to them again because it's pointless it's just a waste of my energy speaking but this is what goes on behind the scenes. This is what you guys don't see on Ustream. This is the... Uh, the I have read the autobiography of Osho. Yeah, this is when you're lots of, people. Lots of hundreds of his books and, you know, there's a lot of things yeah. happening at Oracle. Yeah, th and this is when you go behind the scenes. Like, the last four or five years, you know, every time I go and do talks, I'm normally staying with someone and then um, when you stay with them, you get to know them more. So you, I meet so many people. I've withdrawn a little bit lately, a little bit more from doing it lately, because I just did so much. So I'm not um, doing it so much with people. Um, it, I still do it with people. It, it's an endless thing, because as soon as I get to know one, someone, it's going to begin to happen, because they're going to start going into their illusions. And you said that in, in, in any relationship, you seek for fulfillment. Yeah. One second. Now, if you, if you take me for, in my life or anybody's life, yeah, you, it looks like you know you love that person for whatever they give you. I mean, what is the fulfillment part of it in a relationship? Um, See, for example, you are a daughter with your parent. Yeah. You love them. I mean, are you seeking fulfillment with your parents? Yeah, you're seeking all types of things with your parents. All types. You're seeking for them to be the mother. That you're seeking for them to give you security. You're seeking for them to give you financial safety. What do you mean fulfillment? fulfillment? That I can understand. But fulfillment... Like, as a whole? Yeah, you're wanting... Basically, you're wanting... So if you're seeking from your parents to be secure, then um, 
you're basically trying to avoid fear. One second. When you have a relationship with someone, you love them. That's the that's the best human relationship you can you can have with a human no, being with an animal. A, you don't love a human being when you're separate. When you're one separate, second. it's about reciprocity. Okay, one second. Now, from from my childhood, I'll ask you a personal question. Like there was a time where you loved your parents. Before, you love not your when friend. you were identified. But then, what was that feeling towards a friend or a lover or a parent? Um, what was the what is the feeling you get? That, the feeling, that feeling of, I don't know. Yeah, that feeling is when you begin to collapse seeking, and then it produces bliss in the body, like really beautiful feelings in the body. So mm -hmm. true, that's what true love is, and that's when you're not yeah. wanting something from them, and that's the Correct. true love. But most of the time, we don't truly love. Most of the time, it's about reciprocity as a seeker. And if it doesn't happen, it collapses. Huh? The relationship collapses. If the reciprocity doesn't happen, the relationship yeah. collapses. Yeah. So most of the time, it's like, you, you make me feel secure, and I'll do this for you, which is okay. okay. Like, that can happen. Like, me and Khaleesi have a reciprocity relationship, but neither of us are trying to seek freedom out of that reciprocity. You know, often That's women go into relationships, and they're expecting the man to be the one to provide for them or to make a home for them so they can have kids. That's they're business. Yeah. That's a business but enterprise. That's what most people see love as. Like love Once is you fulfill me. As soon as you get into you fulfill me, that is not okay, love. I, okay, I, I'll just ask you another personal question. I, w I was having a relationship with a, very, with a certain person who has disappeared from my life for the last eight years. Yeah. But still I love that person. What, that person is totally cut off. I was living for that person for about 20 years. Then suddenly this one day, you know, the relationship is gone. But still that love remains. Is, is it an illusion? Everything's an illusion because there's nothing that's actually real. But just describe it a bit more, this love for them. This is where I say See, being honest about yourself. Is that a story that you tell yourself? Okay, there is a, no, no, no. It's a person very important in my personal life who I had, I thought, lived for and would have died for for about 20 years. Then for on a... Uh, misunderstanding, it just suddenly snapped. One fine day, I had to go and meet the person, the person said, that's the end of story. And I have not disturbed that person. I know where that person is, what the person is doing. I, oh. I send... Me, yeah. What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean by love for them? I don't hate... See, love is a feeling, isn't it? It's an emotion. Yeah. For example, what do you feel towards Kelly C? I mean, you can write a poetry about Kelly C, about yeah. the wolf god. Yeah. But still, it's a feeling. I don't know, how do you explain a feeling of happiness and... That's what you call love. I mean, yeah. love towards... There is, there is love, but what I see love is, is um, love is when... Um, love you mean to say love is love, false? No, love is the end of seeking. That's everything. Amness, beingness, is total and utter love. And when you're rooted in that, then everything is love. But then you have beautiful bonds in the human or the animal or in this realm. So me and complete Khaleesi are so bonded together that when, when I wake up in the morning, exactly the same time we sit up and look at each other in the eyes. Neither one goes first, not me nor her. If she feels Soulmates. fear, I'll always be feeling fear. If, if, if she's not... It, well, if, she's, if there's something wrong with her, I can feel it. I'll go and have a look. Like the other day, I was sitting in the house, uh, my friend's house, 
and she walked out onto the road. Someone had left the door open. And as soon as she stepped out of that door, I could feel it. I was sat in the kitchen and I just walked upstairs and I knew that there was something not right. And to this, this road where fast cars can come, even though I've been teaching her to go on the side. And so there's just this natural bond that can happen between people that live together and it's so beautiful and that's love in the human world but we're not seeking from each other if we seeked from each other it would turn to love to hate love to hate that's not love so so Khaleesi doesn't complete me Khaleesi is a joy as she is in whatever form so if she's an asshole and bites one of my guests or something not that she would but growls at one of my guests or barks at one of my guests I don't have an expectation of her not to be like that in the human form, I'll go, no, Khaleesi, and I'll send her to her bed. And I'll say, you're not to do that. But I don't look for completion in her behavior. In romantic relationships, in even the guru-student relationship, the student is looking for the guru to be a particular way. And, and in your partner, you're looking to be a particular way. So if your partner doesn't behave that way, you hate them in that moment. Why does it happen? That's what I want to ask you. Because in of a seeking, romantic seeking... One second, one second. In a romantic relationship, yeah. you love a person, then later on they don't fit into your model yeah. of the idea. But it's so unconscious. Why do you hate them? Why, so why you, hate, it, you hate them because they haven't fulfilled you. Then that love was not was on was on a business contract sort of. It was not romantic. Yeah, it was about it was fulfilling them. Yeah, so they were about fulfilling you. It wasn't true love. So then when they reject you or they go off with another person or they do something, you hate them. It doesn't mean Fine. that I'm not talking about being passive. Like, I am not a passive person. I'm actually quite, I can be quite a fiery character, you know. Like, if I'm out in the forest by myself, I'm strong. I'm, like, I'm a... You were in West Bank. I'm like a wolf. I'm more like a wolf. You were in West Bank, right? In the West Bank, yes. You were in West Bank. But... Um, so I'm not talking about not fighting. I'm not talking about not standing up for yourself because sometimes this message becomes too passive. And what used to happen to me was I used to use non-duality to excuse bad behavior. So I used to use, when I was, I would use non-duality to accept somebody treating me badly and I would turn it around on me. So I'd say, yes, but there's only my projection. So that's my projection. And then it allowed me to not stand up to that person. So I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm not talking about standing up for myself. But I'm talking about seeking to find completion in the other object. And rejecting no, 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 another object. Seeking and, and rejecting that object if it doesn't fulfill you as a separate person. This is why romantic no. relationships never work, because of seeking. You're looking no, no. for completion in them. No, no, that's the question I'm asking you. I'm not looking for completion. As you said, in a romantic relationship, when things don't work out, I'm not seeking for a fulfillment from them. I'm not lacking anything. I'm expecting certain things to happen. That's not fulfillment. It's like going to a hotel and asking for a, a cup of tea. If I don't get tea, it doesn't mean I'm, you know, I'm expecting fulfillment from that tea, teacup. Isn't it? Well, you can only see you can only see that when um, when somebody really screws you over. So look. I have been screwed up. So, so I know that experience. Yeah. If you so see what happens if you if you hate them then and you're trying to hurt them or you're whatever you know like see it when the opposite happens. But most you split. Can, that's it. Sorry. You split up. Huh? The relationship splits, I said. Yeah. Split. Yeah. S P L I T. Yeah. 
Now, what about the what about the love of a person? For example, uh, in the Second World War, Japanese pilots were committing suicide bombs from their fighter aircraft. Kamikaze. You would have heard about the Kamikaze samurai, the guys with the sword. Yeah. Japan. What is that love for the country? I mean, what's happening there? Seeking, seeking to be someone. They've just been brainwashed into believing that that's that's the fulfillment. Just like people so, that blow themselves up in the name of Allah. That, that, that's not love. No, that's not love. That's seeking. They've got this new identity which they're trying to fulfill. Well, what about uh, people dying for a certain person they love? They get a bullet for them. There's somebody's going to fire at you, and somebody goes and dies. You would have seen so many things in romantic yeah, that, novels. That, that normally is somebody not seeking for anything. That is, the human is a compassionate animal. And I would jump in front of a lorry for Khaleesi. I have done it before. Because that's what happens in it. They're not all bad as humans. We have this side where we will die. But it's so spontaneous when you do something like that, jumping to save or protect someone. It doesn't happen with you. It's impossible for you to be there. That's an act without you. And that is true love. But true love can come in any form when it's not identified, when you're not looking for completion in an object. And that's so sneaky because you can tell yourself, oh, I'm not looking for a completion in an object. But deep down, you're seeking. You, seeking you know, what? Whatever, but you might be cut off from your feelings, but you're seeking for completion. In no, in a romantic relation, no, you, you're requiring the other person as a human being. Yeah. I just have to You're seeking for... I'm getting too excited and making it blast. Yeah. No, it's okay from my side. No, no from, are you see, no, for example, if you go to a hotel and ask for a tea or a coffee, it's a, it's an arrangement. You pay the money and you take the tea drink. Yeah. I'm not going to the hotel for fulfilling myself through the teacup. Yeah. So therefore, you just enjoy. So the on tea. with it. Yeah. Similarly, I want to enjoy a relationship with a person. I bet not, you. I'm not I fulfilling you, myself. I bet you, you will be. What you'll be doing is you'll be seeking. Um, it's be so unconscious, but you'll be seeking for the mother's love when you were rejected, or you'll be seeking for something, but you won't be conscious of it. But this is Freud psychology, you know, seeking for but mother's love and stuff. Whatever it is, you'll be seeking something that you lack, but you will not be conscious of it. I don't know how much. Fine, that's fine. Khaleesi's going to have a tantrum. Yeah, just yeah, maybe the, the last question. Yeah. One, one, yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, see when the amnes only stays and the separation goes, there is true love. Yeah. That's when enlightened, yeah. when, when uh, the Bali happens to me. For nothing. The body's acting for nothing. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Short of that, before we get our Bali's, in human relationships, can there be true love? When the sense of separation exists, when I exist as Ilango, can there be true love or whatever you call it? Or it's always a contract. The so called true love for anybody is always a hidden it contract. It will come and go. The, co the contract will come and go. The seeker will come and go. The seeker's always coming and going. So it will be in a relationship and it will have moments where it loves the person without any agenda and then the seeker will come and then it will go and then it will come. That's what it does. Um, so thanks guys.